Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friend. I'm Marcy Farrell from thankfulhomemaker.com, and welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Bite Size, just a quick nugget of encouragement for your day. And today's episode is titled, Four Truths to Pray for One Another. So I love reading the prison prayers of Paul. And think here, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23, or Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, and so many others. But in those prayers, we see the heart of what the apostle Paul desired for us. Amid trials, Paul didn't pray the believers in Ephesus or Philippi would live their best life now. He didn't pray for material blessings, but his focus was on the spiritual and the unlimited and glorious blessings we have from being in Christ. Warren Wiersbe said, He did not ask God to give them what they did not have, but rather prayed that God would reveal to them what they already had. So in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to 23, and these are the verses I'm working through today. So if you're somewhere that you can sit and open your Bible or pop it up on your phone, that would be great, or you can come back to it. But Paul is giving thanks to God for our inheritance in Christ and that we would truly understand all that we have in him. He is asking God to give believers a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. It's from Ephesians 1.17 there. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 15 to 17 reads, For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. So wisdom in God's ways is something we should all desire to seek as believers and to pray for others that are in Christ. We should desire to understand what it looks like to live as those who have been changed by the gospel. Paul starts off his prayer sharing what the marks of a true Christian are. He says faith in Christ and love for other Christians. The Ephesians Paul is writing to our saints because they have repented of their sins and put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone for their salvation. So before I get into Paul's prayer, I want to remind you that if you are in Christ, God's divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. And that's from 2 Peter 1.3. We don't need to search for something extra in our Christian life. It says everything has been given to us. At salvation, everything the believer needs in Christ has been given to us. John MacArthur stated, The Christian's primary need is for wisdom and obedience to appropriate the abundance of blessings the Lord has already given. Our problem, he states, is not lack of blessings, but lack of insight and wisdom to understand and use them properly and faithfully. End quote there. We don't need to be seeking more spiritual resources. We need to ask the Lord to give us understanding and insight so we can know and appropriate the resources we do have and received in complete abundance at the moment of our salvation. So let's look together more specifically as we break down the rest of the passage here in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to 23, on what Paul specifically prayed for the believers. 
We know prayer is speaking to God, and we know God speaks to us through His Word, the Bible. Prayer is a wonderful privilege we have as His children being called out of darkness into His marvelous light. And in verse 16, Paul unceasingly prays, giving thanks for these believers and for God's work in their lives. So four things here to pray for one another and for ourselves too. Number one is first to know God better. And this is from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Okay, pretty simple there, isn't it? We are praying for us and others to know more about this awesome, glorious God we serve and can know personally through Christ. Imagine the comfort of knowing all about God and knowing God personally brings Paul, who was in prison suffering for his faith in Christ. It can be too easy to acquire knowledge in so many areas of our lives, and we only have a superficial knowledge of who God is. I pray that it would be our prayer and desire to know God more and more through his revelation of himself to us through the Bible. This is a great truth to pray for ourselves and other believers, that we or they have more knowledge of God. We have a great privilege as Christians to not just know about God, but to know him personally. I pray that he will be our greatest joy. So second is to know the hope to which we're called. And this is from Ephesians 1.18, the first part of that verse. It says, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. So when scripture speaks of the heart here, it means the center of our knowledge and understanding. Paul is praying that their eyes would be illuminated to God's truths to know how to respond to all of life's circumstances and difficulties with an eternal perspective. Imagine the impact this would have on our lives if we and others could grasp this truth. What a blessing to see and respond to every situation or trial of our lives through the lens of God's word. As Christians, we live with a glorious hope in this world. We have an assurance of what is to come and understand that all of life should be lived to the glory of God. We know that God is working out every detail of our lives for our good and for his glory. So third is we are his inheritance. Ephesians 1.18b, the second part of that verse there says, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? So a first glance over this passage, you may think as I did, that Paul wants us to know about our inheritance we have in Christ. And all that is true, but it's a different interpretation for this verse. He wants us to know that we are God's inheritance. We are his. We are sealed by his Holy Spirit. We are his precious portion. We belong to somebody, capital S there, forever. We, the saints, are God's inheritance. Check out 1 Peter 2, 9 there. God has chosen, redeemed, and adopted depraved, sinful children to be his own and to become the bride for his beloved son. God has chosen us and saved us saved us. He has sanctified us sinners here to spend eternity with him. He will one day bring us home to glory with him for eternal rest. And Paul is praying that we would grasp the riches of this marvelous grace. And the fourth one here is to know his power. And this is Ephesians chapter one, verses 19 to 20. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand 
in the heavenly places. So the resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead is at work in every believer. Paul did not pray for power to be given to believers. He prayed that they would know the power they already possessed in Christ. Paul prayed the believers would know their hope of heaven was assured because God had raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the heavenly places as king who will bring his children home to him for all eternity. So a few final thoughts here. As I'm working through this, I am not saying that it's wrong to pray for things that are temporal in this life. Think here, health, financial needs, what other areas... We need to give thanks to the Lord for so many things daily and ask for his help in all areas of our lives. That's not what I'm saying. We are dependent upon him for all things. We need to bring all our needs before him in prayer because and, and that reminds us of that truth that we are dependent on him for all things. But my hope here is that we're going to continue to learn from the Apostle Paul how to pray for others and ourselves with eternity in mind. These are great truths to pray for others when circumstances can seem so challenging that you're at a loss for words on what to pray. So in summary here, we want to pray for ourselves and others, these four things out of Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to 23 there. We want to pray to know God better. We want to pray to know the hope to which we're called. We want to pray to be reminded that we are his children for all eternity And we want to pray to know the power and assurance we possess in Christ. And may we pray continually that we may see Christ more and more. Because Jesus is enough always. I am so thankful for you, my friend. And I pray you have a very blessed week. 